Hello and welcome to How to Deal with Grief and Trauma. My name is Natalie Milrich. How to Deal with Grief and Trauma is completely self-funded, produced and edited by me, Natalie Milrich. Consider making a small donation to support the podcast. Go to bit.ly bit.ly slash support capital G capital T and podcast I repeat bit.ly slash support GT podcast thank you so much and for more information please visit Natalie's website join the podcast Instagram page and subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates on future episodes Navigating the Shadows, Understanding Developmental Trauma Welcome to How to Deal with Grief and Trauma, the podcast where we delve into the depth of understanding grief and trauma and how to deal with it. After last week's conversation with Dr. Frank Anderson, where he shed a light on his first-hand experience of the trauma he experienced throughout his childhood, I thought we could benefit of understanding the background of developmental trauma in more depth. So today... In a solo episode, we're exploring this critical yet often misunderstood topic. We'll unravel what it is, its causes, how it manifests at different stages in life, and most importantly, how we can navigate through it, highlighting the resilience of the human spirit along the way. So let's start with the basics, defining developmental trauma. Developmental trauma is also known as complex trauma, and it refers to the psychological impact of exposure to adverse experiences during childhood. There's a term called adverse childhood experiences, ACE, short form, and these are traumatic experiences that children experience before the age of 18 that can have lasting impacts on their mental health, physical health, and general well-being. There are many kinds of traumas in childhood that can be ACEs, some examples include experiencing physical or emotional abuse, abandonment or neglect, losing a family member to suicide, growing up in a household with substance abuse or alcoholism, having a mentally ill parent or having an incarcerated parent, being a child of divorce or parental separation, or witnessing violence or enduring chronic instability and insecurity. There will be another guest this season talking about ACEs and I will shed some more light on risk factors, how common they are, etc. in another episode. Experts believe that such experiences, particularly when repetitive and prolonged, can fundamentally disrupt a child's development both emotionally, physically and mentally. What I personally find important to add is that when we think of developmental trauma, it does not only reflect on what you have experienced as traumatic, but also what hasn't happened, that should have happened, which can equally cause trauma, for example in the case of emotional or physical neglect. It is often harder to recognize the things that haven't happened or haven't been present and acknowledge them as something that would have been essential but has been missing than those things that have truly happened to you and you remember as traumatic. 
Usually from an adult perspective, we might see neglect as something that was understandable given the circumstances or something that can be rationalized given the situations the parents were in. Toughening up or dealing with the situation as it was then may be interpreted as a beneficial and or healthy way to come to where you are now. As a child, however, you would have had completely different needs than those you might have now as an adult. What are the roots of developmental trauma? It often starts in environments where children feel unsafe, unloved or unsupported. The absence of a secure attachment to caregivers plays a crucial role. Without a safe base, children are left vulnerable to the long-lasting effects of trauma. So developmental trauma is often referred to within the context of attachment theory, which arises from environments that fail to provide children with a sense of safety, love and support. These are critical components of a healthy early life environment, and their absence can lead to significant psychological and developmental issues. In the following, I'm just going to give you a brief overview over the different attachment styles and how they impact childhood development. So the first one is secure attachment, which is formed when a caregiver consistently responds to a child's needs, providing comfort, affection and reliable care. This bond is the cornerstone of a child's sense of security and worth, influencing their ability to manage emotions and engage with the world confidently. Environments contributing to developmental trauma are those where a child, as I said before, may feel unsafe, unloved or unsupported due to various adverse experiences, such as those previously mentioned, namely physical, emotional or sexual abuse, neglect or abandonment, domestic violence, parental substance abuse, mental illness or incarceration. There are also environments such as when the following situations are present, like frequent moves, or placements, like in a case of foster care, but also poverty or associated stresses. The second attachment style is insecure attachment. And when children do not develop a secure attachment, their basic trust in the world is compromised and they develop an insecure attachment. They may, for example, struggle with things as emotional regulation, they have difficulty in managing the emotions, and which can lead to extreme reactions to stress, anxiety, and an inability to calm themselves. They might also struggle with social relationships. So insecure attachments can make it challenging to form and maintain healthy relationships. Children may become overly clingy, distant, or struggle with social cues. Another area where they struggle is with cognitive development like constant stress can impair attention, memory and learning and potentially lead to academic challenges. They also struggle with self-concept, like children might develop a poor self-image and feel unworthy of love and care. Or the last one is physical health. Chronic stress can affect the development of brain and other body systems, potentially leading to long-term health issues. The effects of developmental trauma can be long-lasting, influencing a person's functioning into adolescence and adulthood, which can manifest as mental health disorders such as PTSD, anxiety, depression. It can lead to 
or manifest as difficulty in forming stable relationships, substance abuse, substance abuse or other self-harming behaviors, or challenges in employment, keeping employment, or other higher education. So how does developmental trauma show up in children? It's complex and varies with age. So for example, in babies, they might show excessive crying, difficulties in feeding or sleeping, or later on show a hesitancy to explore or play. Toddlers may exhibit extreme tantrums, clinginess, or developmental delays in speech or motor skills. School-aged children often face challenges in learning, social interactions, and might display signs of anxiety, depression, or aggression. As you can tell, all those signs can be observed in normal babies, normal toddlers, or normal school-aged children, but it's when those signs are often frequent or excessive. But across all ages, there's a common thread, a profound difficulty in managing emotions and forming healthy relationships. Developmental trauma doesn't just vanish as children grow up. Adolescents and adults may struggle with self-esteem, trust in relationships, and have a higher risk of mental health issues, as mentioned, such as PTSD, anxiety and depression. Substance abuse and other risky behaviors can also be a coping mechanism to numb the pain. Yet it is crucial to remember that while the impact of developmental trauma is profound, it's not a life sentence. What about healing and resilience? The journey of healing from developmental trauma is both personal and possible. Healing is a complex process and often requires professional intervention, as you've heard Dr. Frank Anderson speak about, such as, for example, trauma-informed therapy, which is a therapeutic approach that acknowledges the impact of trauma and focuses on safety, empowerment and healing. Other methods are, for example, CBT, which is Cognitive Behavior Therapy, EMDR, which is Eye Movement, Desensitization and Reprocessing, there's another episode on that which you can listen to, and somatic experiencing, which can also help individual process and heal. Another important aspect is consistent support. Like supportive relationships play a vital role. It is said that the presence of just one consistent, caring adult in a child's life can be a protective factor for children and significantly mitigate the effects of trauma. Another aspect is stills development, learning and practicing emotion regulation, social skills and resilience can help individuals cope with and recover from their trauma. So in conclusion, understanding the roots of developmental trauma is crucial for prevention and intervention. Recognizing the signs early and providing appropriate support can help mitigate the effects of such trauma. As a society, awareness and investment in safe, nurturing and stable environments for children are essential steps towards fostering resilient future generations. And then there's always the incredible resilience of the human spirit. People find strength in various ways, through art, community, activism or spirituality. 
And you've heard many of those stories among the episodes of the podcast. Because healing is not linear. It's a path filled with ups and downs. But progress is always possible. Our journey through understanding developmental trauma reminds us of the challenges faced by many, but also illuminates the profound strength and resilience with each, each person. It's a reminder that support, understanding and compassionate interventions can change the course of lives. For more information and resources on developmental trauma, grief and loss and the support in all of that, visit my website nataliehimmerich.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share and leave a review. Your support helps to bring light to important topics and make a difference one episode at a time. And please share with anyone that you think might benefit from this episode. Take care for now. Thanks for listening to How to Deal with Grief and Trauma. If you'd like to be updated on future episodes, please subscribe to my newsletter on nataliehimmelrich.com. If you need grief support, please contact me for a 30 minutes free discovery session. How to Deal with Grief and Trauma is produced and edited by me, Natalie Himmelrich. To support this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And remember to keep reading. I promise it will get easier.